Dr. Mike here. So you know, when it comes to living forever-ish, you gotta know what's in and you gotta know what's out. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I am with my co-host. Dr. Crystal. Dr. Crystal Gossert. Um, this is one of our favorite shows. This is where we highlight uh, some of the recent innovations research uh, coming out of the Life Extension magazine. If you if you don't know about that magazine, you really should check it out. It's an industry leader. Um, we're very proud of it. It's it's cutting edge stuff. If you're interested in longevity, supplementation, nutrition, we've actually uh, have expanded a lot of the topics in it, haven't we, Doctor? We have. I I love. I love the uh, superfood section. Anything dealing with food recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, yeah, check that out at lifeextension.com. So, what we do is we, um, you know, this is about living forever-ish, uh, and how do we define that? We talk about being strong and vibrant and having energy well, well into the the later years of your life. And that's how we define it. You might define it in different ways and that's fine. But what we like to do is come up with three things you should be doing if you want to live forever-ish and one thing you don't want to do. So we call this the three ins and the one out. All right. So let's begin with in number one and it's a neurotransmitter. Um, I think most people have probably heard this one, Dr. Crystal, not sure. Dopamine. Tell us why that is an end to live forever-ish. Well, dopamine makes you feel good. If you're going to live <laughs> forever-ish, don't you want to feel good? It's our yeah. feel-good pleasure brain chemical. Yeah, it's so you need, you need good levels. Yeah, right? Yes, it's released whenever you have pleasurable emotional experiences. And, you know, many people are, we're all familiar with the dopamine rush, especially those adventure seekers, those daredevils. They're always seeking out that rush. Have you ever yeah. done any adventurous <laughs> activities like, you know, skydiving? Um, are you no. into those? <laughs> no, you know me. I don't, I'm lazy. I don't do any of that kind of stuff, but I'm not, and that's fine. That's you know, and I always laugh when I see like commercials, especially like car commercials uh, or or cell phone commercials, where they make it seem like you know you're not living life unless you're jumping out of a plane and driving this new car over the desert. You know, it's like that's that's apparently living life. I don't, I just don't get all that. But that's, but I do have friends that are like that, and I know that they're getting that rush. Hey, but I do think um, when you say that and you mention that rush. A lot of people might come back and say, but isn't that also where addictions and stuff have a have an issue? Yes. I mean, people can get addicted to that rush and they will go to great lengths to get the rush. Um, and it could be, you know, more problematic concerns like alcohol, opioid abuse. But sometimes it could seem harmless, maybe at first, like, you know, having chocolate ice cream, you know, the, the, the rush that you get from sweets, but then you can then start binging on those sweets and sometimes get a, addicted to the sugar and that feeling. Cause you're, you're chasing the dopamine high, right? That's basically, but so, but that's not really what we're talking about here, right? We're talking no. about maintaining healthy, balanced, even levels of this important neurotransmitter. Right? Well, here's, here's what's going on. Um, as we get older, 
dopamine levels decline, you know, starting at around 45 years old, uh, declining Ooh. by about 13% each decade. Um, oh, wow. and, and what's going on is there's an enzyme that breaks down dopamine in the body. And usually that's a good thing. You know, you don't want too much dopamine because it's an excitatory neurotransmitter. So, yeah, you know, you, you it can make you too kind of uh, wound up, but you, you want to keep healthy levels. And so when this enzyme increases, that's the MAOB enzyme, you get less dopamine in the body. And that enzyme is also neurotoxic. So what we find is um, when you start losing dopamine, it's linked with neurodegenerative concerns, memory concerns. Yes. And it's, it has to do with motivation as well. I just visited my in-laws last weekend and my father-in-law mentioned that he just doesn't really feel like doing much, going anywhere anymore. He, and he just said, you'll see once you get older. And I said, well, maybe not. I think you need dopamine. And, uh, and so then we had a whole conversation about dopamine, but yes, that's what's going on as we get older, you know, we just kind of lose our zest for life. Yeah, you do. And, and when you do some of the things that may have given you that rush when you were younger, you don't get the same thrill or rush out of it over as you get a little older. I think that's, that's, I've recognized that in my own life. So we want to maintain uh, will really increase dopamine. I mean, based on that 13% loss every decade, right? So we got to increase it, keep it level. And I assume you're going to talk about inhibitors of MAOB, right? Yes. And one of the most potent inhibitors that's, you know, a, a plant extract, it actually comes from the bark of the uh, a type of cork tree, and it blocks the enzyme that breaks down dopamine, helps protect dopamine um, in, in those cells that, that typically create dopamine in the brain. And in, um, in research, it showed more than 80% inhibition of the activity of that enzyme that's breaking down your dopamine. So once again, nature comes through. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? And because there are drugs, I think uh, a, a big one out there is called Depranol. It's a it's a drug that's been used to um, block MAOB. And um, I you I see here in your notes that you have a, a an interesting comparison to the to the bark, this cork tree bark versus the Depranol, and it actually is is pretty pretty comparable. So that's really that's comparing to a prescription drug. That's pretty cool. Um, that's right. So that's that's dopamine. We want to maintain healthy levels. It is one of the feel-good neurotransmitters. Um, gives us gives us a lot of our motivation for things, and we want to maintain that if we want to live forever-ish. All right. In number two is L-carnitine. Now, I don't know if we've talked about L-carnitine on the show yet, um, but we should. It's uh, it, incredibly important nutrient for a variety of reasons, but why are we listed it, listing it as an in for living foreverish? Well, a new research um, study published in 2020 in the journal Nutrients um, studied carnitine. Now let's just go back. Carnitine is an amino acid and I love it because it's all about burning fat. It helps get fat into the mitochondria to be burned for energy. And what the researchers saw is they actually um, selected nine articles 
that kind of reported findings of trials looking at L-carnitine, lots of uh, participants, over 500 participants, and they found that carnitine uh, supported reductions in waist circumference, blood mm -hmm. pressure, and you know, this is comparing it, of course, to placebo groups. So we're seeing doses around 750 milligrams upwards of 3,000 milligrams per day. And uh, so I'm I'm going to order up some carnitine. What about you? <laughs> I, and this is important because, um, you know, ultimately what we're talking about here are some of the factors of metabolic syndrome, right? Yes. High uh, increased weight size, low good cholesterol, higher blood pressure, that kind of stuff. And, and um, in these studies, L-carnitine was able to have an impact on many of those factors, right? Not yes. just the waist, waist circumference. And as a clinician, you know, when you look at, you know, people's weight, um, you look at things like BMI and stuff like that. Um, the, the big, the big factor, the big risk for cardiovascular disease is actually waist circumference. Uh, and that's something we look at. So it's always nice to see something decrease waist size because that can have a direct impact on cardiovascular health. That's now really be careful ordering up your carnitine because you know it, that's a big steak. That that may not help out your waist circumference, Dr. Mike. <laughs> right. You're talking about the supplement, right? <laughs> that's it. No worries. All right. That's in number two. In number three, um, I love this. One of my favorite um, snacks, pistachios. Yum. Love them. They can be addictive. I tell you, I'm getting, I get, that's my dopamine rush when I eat things like pistachios. <laughs> Really? That's kind of boring. That's my, that's my, uh, I'm riding high today. <laughs> well, you know, when, when, we, when I started looking at uh, the article that we wrote about pistachios, I was really shocked. It has a rich history. You know, the, the kings of Babylon, queen of Sheba, it seems like they all were into, uh, pistachios and so they have a rich history yeah. and um it seems like even back then they were supporting liver health um treating toothaches i didn't know about that hmm. yes um and then in the 1930s they made their way to america as a healthy yeah. snack food that you enjoy and get your dopamine yeah. rush from <laughs> right that's exactly right i see here it goes back as far as 7000 bc i guess they found evidence probably the shells or something mm -hmm. of uh, pistachios now that's yeah, i do like them but you know um to, to they are definitely healthy there's no doubt about that but um you know what? I think they've been linked to lower blood pressure. Um, you know, I can't remember all, but a good cardiovascular um, nut. Uh, but how much? How, I mean, how you know what? What's going to be the amount that I can eat every day? About an ounce. Wait, how, how many nuts? And that's not that much. No, that's not, <laughs> I can already tell you right now that is not going to give me the rush. <laughs> But, you know, it's not, it, it may give you a little bit of a rush and then, you know, you may crash when you realize you can't have any more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you do have to watch nuts because they are a little bit higher in calories. However, good news, pistachios compared to other nuts like pecans are a lower calorie nut. Did you say pecans? Pecans. You know, in Texas, we don't say, we're not, 
They're not cans of peas. We're going. We're going. We're, we're going down a tangent here. We're going to bring it back. We're going to bring you it know back. I'm a Georgia girl. <laughs> but um, yeah, I you know so for me, uh, so if you say one ounce, how what that's going to be? It's probably like maybe a handful, right? Yes. Probably of those. But here's the thing, and and I agree. They you know nuts obviously do come with more calories, but when you look at what what other things people snack on, right? Um, you know, yeah, maybe these are higher in calories, but they're good calories. There's good protein, there's good fat, right? It's not, this is what we would call, you know, these are, these are nutrient dense food sources, nuts and seeds. Very Um, true. Yeah. Just gotta, yeah, you gotta be careful. And, you know, especially if you're counting calories or, 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 or following like a calorie restriction type, um, diet there. So that's pistachios. Go enjoy them. Apparently we've been enjoying them since 7,000 BC. That's an awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So those are the three ends. Now, what about the out? This is the thing you don't want. This is the thing you don't want to do. This is the thing you want to avoid if you are living forever-ish. And we're going to go today for the uh, Life Extension Magazine, um, the April edition. Glaucoma is what is out. Tell us about glaucoma. Oh, glaucoma. It's well, it's an increase in pressure within the eye. And and so what's happening is uh, fluid is building up in the eyeball. And, you know, this fluid builds up, it starts putting pressure on those nerves uh, in the back of the eye, the retina. And, um, and then ultimately you start having concerns with vision loss. And what's most concerning about glaucoma is you really don't have any symptoms until the loss of vision begins. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem, right? It, it, it sneaks up on you. And if you, and then, and, and so it's often diagnosed late when there's already a lot of damage. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so it makes it makes treatment much, much more difficult. Um, interesting that we choose glaucoma. And I think this is a good good um, time for us to remind the listeners that this is a part of living foreverish, right? You know, living foreverish isn't just about, you know, we're not just an anti-aging show, right? We're not just talking right. about steps to live for, for a longer time and that kind of stuff. We do. We talk about senescence and synolytics and telomere, all that kind of stuff. Um, but but sometimes living foreverish is also taking care of other things like your vision, because if you want to be strong and vibrant and travel and see the world way into your later years, you want to be able to see it. <laughs> you know, you know, glaucoma would get in the way of that. So it is something, you know, these are kind of the things we do talk about on the show. So glaucoma is definitely an out. I see here you've listed um, something we have talked about uh uh, before for chronic pain, and that is PEA. Tell us about that and how it's connecting here to glaucoma. Yeah, so it's a fatty acid. It's produced in the body in response to inflammation. And what we're seeing in research is when you combine PEA with common prescription eye drops for glaucoma, it can improve the, the, the pressure within, in, within the eye, it can improve the fluid levels in the eye. It improves kind of the outflow or the drainage of some of that fluid that can build up. Um, in human studies, 600 milligrams daily lowered intraocular pressure, 
But what's really nice is um, in, in one of the research studies, it also improved kind of those those retinal cells, those nerve cells in, in the back of the eye. Um, we saw improvement or the researchers saw improvement in the function of those cells that are typically wow. damaged from that's, the that's yeah, we PEA is, is a is a is a is a you know kind of a newer nutrient that we've been talking about. Um, I don't know what a couple of years now, Doctor Crystal. I think uh, mm -hmm. and and uh, yeah, powerful anti-inflammatory. It, it it has an effect on certain cells within the immune system that can really drive up in inflammation. So this is really fascinating research here. I I, I would have never. I guess the researcher's hypothesis was that it's an anti-inflammatory. There is inflammation involved with glaucoma. Let's test it. I mean, I, I guess that's kind of where they went with this. And But I, I, that's surprising to me. I wouldn't have um, expected PEA to have these kind of results. Yes, I, I wouldn't have expected it either, but I'm happy they decided to test that hypothesis and <laughs> it, it seemed to work out. <laughs> they did. That's awesome. So there you go. That is uh, Live Forever-ish, the three ins and the one out. We talked about dopamine is in, L-carnitine is in, and pistachios are in. And what's out is glaucoma. I want to thank everyone for listening today. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com, and you can download all kinds of podcasts there now, and you can like, and you can share, and you can comment, and of course, subscribe so you never miss our um, latest show. Um, again, I want to thank everybody. Dr. Crystal, thank you. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.